0: This is William Tintup and Ryan Leary, and you're listening to the You Should Know podcast. The topic today is how generative AI will change skills, demands. And we have Yvette from Oracle on, and Yvette has been on uh, our podcast for, well, a number of times. We'll just say it like that. Uh, And I've known Yvette uh, for a long time as well. So Yvette, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself?
1: You betcha. Good to be here. Um, Yvette Cameron, I head up the product strategy organization for Oracle's Cloud HCM division, and um, I'm very excited to be here with uh, you and Ryan today talking sure. about Gen AI.
0: Tiny job at a tiny company, just uh, nothing mm-hmm. to look at here. Yeah,
2: got it. No, nothing. <laughs> Ryan, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm ready to go and have this conversation. I'm excited. I'm, it's say, been on the calendar. I've been looking forward to this. I was about to say you 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 uh, a little bit in pre-show, you're ready for this. You you've um, got a lot of questions. I, I don't know if I have a lot of questions.
0: Oh, you have a lot of they'll, questions.
2: They'll come out. But of... uh I just I, I love the topic of, of Gen AI. It's transforming everything that we're doing. And yeah. it's one of these topics I think that not a lot of people understand. At least not the people outside of you know, the people that are in it and doing yeah. it. And so Yvette, I'm that's this is, I'm excited for this conversation because I know that you know it a hell of a lot more than me, and I want to learn. So I may not even ask a question; just well, let that,
0: you talk. I was explaining to uh, to Ryan, uh, we did a show a while back when y'all first launched all your when you redid all your skill stuff. So
2: mm-hmm. when you build
0: the, build the, all the skills, I said everything they do is built; it's rooted in skills. So they went back and they, read, they spent a lot of money, <laughs> a ton of money and energy redoing that or as, as Oracle and HC, uh, Cloud HCM. And so it's actually gonna be really, really cool just to kind of get your take on, okay, what are you seeing? So let's just start there. Let's we'll start with generative AI. What are you and your clients? What are y'all, what are you seeing in terms of the applications of Gen AI?
1: Uh, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I was in a meeting yesterday and we were looking at the competitive landscape <laughs> of Gen AI all right of Gen AI yeah. and the slide the slides had been prepared the week before and yesterday they were already 100 percent right. <laughs> with, 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 with acquisitions and 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 different moves, the market is moving so incredibly quickly. Um, the the hype is 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 way up there on Gen AI, but I but very clearly, I think the opportunities are there as well. Um, so what's happening? Everybody's talking about it. It's it's the top of mind for every uh, company that we talk with. Um, I think the the most organizations are thinking about it as a technology. How do we apply this technology to our business? How do we speed up content creation, et cetera? What I'm not hearing enough about yet is the um, fundamental, fundamental transformation that Gen AI is bringing about. I think that this is more of a process um, and, a, and a transformation than a technology impact. I mean, technology is driving the transformation, sure. yeah. but it's that it's that transformation and the way that we need to rethink work and how work gets done, that's the conversation I, I think that we need to have more of.
0: So I've, uh, I, kill this please, uh, but I've, I've said to people that it's, it's 1997 and the, <laughs> and, and the internet is coming, for some people they're already on the internet they're already on what the the you know the web and and as it is it was constructed at that particular moment and but everyone knows it's coming but nobody knows if it's for good or for evil and so you got people in the landscape that kind of like they're afraid people in the yellow pages business what do you mean you could put a a website together and people (laughs) in lebanon can find your business like that, 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 that 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 you know, papers, I could remember back to that time when they would look at it, not necessarily as fear, but more or less like, is this gonna be a threat to us? Like is mm-hmm. this a friend or foe, uh, state your biz. Um, is this, what do we know? Does, it, does yeah. it, am I using the right metaphor or am I using kind of- No,
1: no, you, you, you absolutely are. You know, there is a lot of excitement around Gen AI. There's a lot of concern about Gen AI, but we have to remember, gen ai is just an evolution of ai right right and we've been using yeah. artificial intelligence for years right. and organizations when it first started coming out same same yeah. situation today. very nervous you know how can it how can it um understand the data etc and now it's a very natural part it started with robotic process automation moving into machine learning etc right. this is a natural evolution right. of the technology so um but what's exciting, I think about it is this I, I mentioned this before this this infinite opportunities, right this 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 experience that we're seeing and in, in kind of the commercial side with the chat GPTs, et cetera, I can ask a question, I can get a result and go, oh really? well, give me you know rephrase that or give me another example and again and again, and these infinite possibilities coming up um, so is um is this good in the enterprise? Right. Um, ultimately, yes. Okay. and it's the job of Oracle and you know other technology enterprise vendors to um, make help make sense of it and keep the data safe and private for companies. Ultimately, it's a huge productivity um, um, improvement for organizations. There are risks. And there are, um, you know, there's going to be ethical challenges, right. et cetera. And that's that's the job of you know, the technology vendors. It's also the job of HR leaders and business leaders to build up their skill set to start, you know, uh, improving their problem solving and their critical thinking on the results that are coming back to make sure truly that Gen AI is good for business and not a threat.
2: So two two things there. That one you mentioned the machine, and I and I could just. I, I, I mean, we're always having these conversations but there there's a story of of course the line workers at Ford, or you know pick your automotive company building the cars now there's the machine building the car and a group of people that have to ensure quality right so the mm-hmm. jobs aren't going away they're just changing but if we bring it back into hr how's this going to affect hr transformation as we embark on this oh that's good
1: yeah yeah so um I mean the obvious, and we started this with AI is is the um, removal of you know repetitive monotonous right. work, right? Oh. So those the sifting through the thousands of of applicants that come through resume systems, um, you know managing um, all the you know purchase orders and various yeah. things. You know this is what AI and, and Gen AI can start. Uh-huh. start processing for us. Um, what we need to do as people leaders, as HR leaders, is really start looking at how does how does the automation um, with Gen AI, the ability to manipulate data, to um, find anomalies, to create content, uh, to summarize content, how does that improve the productivity of people and help us shift from being managers of tasks to coaches, right, to our to our teams and to our business leaders, to bringing our our professional expertise and knowledge of the business to the results that Gen AI is giving us. So again, when I'm talking to HR leaders, they're saying, what skills do I need to, to start developing? And Of course, there are the obvious. You need to understand Gen AI and its opportunities and AI and the the basics of how it works. You don't need to be an HRA, a um, a prompt engineer. You don't need to be that that, uh, uh, data wizard. But you do need to have critical thinking, problem solving, communication, um, collaboration, um, more of those um, human centric Mm -hmm. skills as opposed to the, to the the pure data literacy that's going to help you interpret the results. So the impact on business is really shifting from the data analysis to the output analysis and applications to your business. Yeah.
0: Ryan, you had a second part to that?
2: Yeah. So, so as you're, as you're saying all this and I'm thinking just so we can illustrate for the audience as watching or listening, um, what are examples of jobs that you've seen, whether it's in recruiting or just HR proper? Maybe give an example of what, what they were doing five years ago versus what they're going to be doing in five years or how yeah. next week. Yeah, I,
1: I, I think exactly. It's changing. I think recruiting is a great example. Right. Um, in the past our recruiting teams um, were spending all of their time sifting through resumes and, and responding and you know yeah. I, I worked I worked with one woman who always allocated several hours after dinner to do all the candidate response oh, letters.
2: Oh, that. 100%. When 100%. they hate they absolutely hate looking at resumes. 100%. I, I mean i grew up in recruiting. I know I hated it. Scheduling. But as a recruiter scheduling all now they're saying but it but but it's my job. To look at the resume. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the craziest thing in the world.
1: But now with AI and with Gen AI, yeah. a lot of that yeah. is automated, even the scheduling. Yeah. Um, they, and, and now they can turn their focus to creating um, – the candidate experiences that are going to really better right. source and attract and engage um, those individuals, uh, it, you know, advertising your career site um, in the past, you know, you would oftentimes outsource that because your time was all oh, consumed yeah. with all, how can, I create that,
0: how can I create that right. content? I can't create that right. content for my career site. That's crazy. Well, uh, do he that.
1: Now you can. And, and again, Gen AI can help create that content, yeah. but you as the recruiter mm-hmm. can bring your That's unique right. knowledge of the job, of the company, the brand of the employer, and, you know, streamline that. So I think we've become less administrative in recruiting and much more um, consultative and creative and, and really coaching uh, the candidates and the, the hiring teams to better results. So Ryan, it's, a, it's a shift
0: for us the people that love the tactical aspects mm-hmm. that love writing the booleans, they love writing you know they love that stuff yeah, that's that stuff's no longer
2: it's it's a thing in the past yeah it's a thing of the past so, It's almost uh, like
0: if you love the tactical you're going to it's you are all yeah. path to be outsourced go ahead you, you now ahead.
2: have to think the yeah. which is tough sometimes but <laughs> <laughs> so real quick I know you got some questions too this this is more of a story almost and what William you're you're part of this of course the a couple years it. back we were at it was in Dallas I forget where we were we were at a small event somewhere and yeah. you did a micro a uh, presentation on micro experiences Yeah, I yeah, remember yeah. I remember that, was so I remember that right talent yeah oh, yeah
0: no, it, those it
2: Yes, that's you. what it was. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And so you were talking about building micro-experiences down to yeah. getting the Coca-Cola in the waiting room because they said Sorry. Coca-Cola on the call, right? right? So as as Yvette says, yeah, you're no longer going to review resumes. You're no longer scheduling. We, we know that, but you're going to focus on experience. And I think for most, this is where it gets interesting and fun, yes. right? And, and it gets fun – so, so my question to get to, that, to, to, get, to get to the question is, how do we leverage Gen AI? How do we leverage this entire process to build those micro experiences and create a better candidate experience, which ultimately ends up in a good employee experience at some point? Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: So, you know, ultimately, you're spot on. Um, we have the opportunity now to focus on experiences. And I think
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, one of the biggest areas of impact is on managers. So whether you're, you know, a hiring manager or mm. you, you know, you're hiring and, and trying to manage that candidate experience or thinking about the experiences of your employees, um, generative AI and AI combined um, are Really hitting at the core of the manager's skills. Right. Managers spend their time um, synthesizing data, communicating, um, summarizing, collaborating, and this is this is where Gen AI is at its best, right? Bringing all of that information together, um, coupled with you know the the prompts and the nudges that we can now build into our applications that support managers, reminders to connect with employees or looking, um, you know, driving a, a survey out and responding, you know, immediately and keeping track of that. Um, guiding people to the better skills that they need to develop and the and the growth that they need to do um, to to be more successful in their current organizations. I think managers um, um, specifically are going to be benefiting from the advantages of, of Gen AI and these these micro experiences that you talk about are, are exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. So I know, for example, in in Oracle, right? We've just started releasing our, our Gen AI capabilities. And they're on top of some of the uh, employee connection and mm-hmm. touch point capabilities that we've delivered in our system in the past. Now, as employees are you know, completing a survey, giving you, you know, how they're feeling today or where they're feeling blocked, mm-hmm, um, we're able to encourage and, and get right back to the manager and say, hey, you know, here's the next step that you should take. Yeah. Coming in the future, right, with Gen AI, what we're going to see, again, driving these micro experiences, um, is um, you know, the, the, the scheduling of meetings mm-hmm. and the topic conversations and, and just a much richer experience for the manager that brings better experiences for the individual.
0: Well, the, um, the, I, the work that y'all have done, sorry to interrupt the event. Uh, I'm using my mail privilege card. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. That's right. Just kidding. Yvette and I have been in a lot of rooms together. She knows that I'm being sarcastic.
1: That's right. You know, I use, I use my version of the mail card. So, y'all,
0: through the years, especially in the last couple of years, you've you've created, it just got me thinking, you've created a bunch of adoption tools for technology. Mm-hmm. And so I can see GenAI AI, because, you know, obviously all of us care about user adoption. Uh, I can see Jan AI having a really cool play there, whereas the nudges Hey, so and so hasn't logged in in you know, X number of days, or so and so is not using this capability, show them this training video, like all of that work to actually just get more consumption of the technology that they've purchased
1: you know it, it, it there's many applications right. from from the implementation it could be everything from generating code yeah, right cool. and, and implementation paths we we see that already' um, starting in areas like payroll and configuring your your formulas for calculations oh, wow. um, but you know as we're thinking about the future and how we can really leverage this technology to transform organizations, um, to be better um, better people centric focused right, right? technology is critical, but you shouldn 't be technology focused you need to be people centric focused that's where that 's where this all comes together and blooms into a really beautiful experience and we 're thinking about things like you know the best UI is no ui right? right do I need to press a button that says generate the job description or do I need to um, you know figure out am i Am I searching for something? Am I asking a question? How about just a conversation, right? I'm looking at, at some data in a table. Let me just ask the question and tell me what do I need to know from this, yeah. right? What what's what's what's, actionable. what's the insight? What's actionable? <clears throat> Where am I at risk? Or what's the opportunity? Um, um, conversations, right? As we're having Slack conversations. Oh, I like that. Let me ask, let me ask the Gen yeah. AI and not go to a separate place to ask it, but right in the conversation, yeah. let me ask, get the answer. The person I'm slacking with sees it. Gen AI, with its conversational experience, its ability to um, to uh, distill information from so many different sources needs to become just, uh, just the way that we are interacting. It needs to be interwoven right. just very seamlessly um, from an experience perspective, from a constant continual learning perspective. Right. You know, We're thinking about Gen AI uh, in the context of everything we do. And the more context you have, right, about the individual, the conversation, the, the role they have, the jobs mm-hmm. they have, the better recommendations we can do. And, you know, I think this is an, an important point. I mentioned at the start that I was in a meeting yesterday, we're looking at the competitive landscape and how quickly it's changing. I think that's a big difference between bolt-on and built-in when you're thinking about Gen AI, right? right? Are you bringing additional technology that, you know, into and onto your systems and then trying to build the the connections and the pieces that will help give you that context? Or are you leveraging solutions that are built-in to the data and the operations and the systems and the processes that you have so that all that context is there to give you those micro experiences, those in-context experiences with the wealth of knowledge of everything around you. I'm super excited about what's possible um, um, with Gen AI, and it's moving quickly. I just published yesterday our 2024 investment summary. What are we investing in across the cloud <laughs> eight suite And it's already and changed. My, <laughs> my Gen <laughs> AI section was kind of short. Uh-huh. You know, thematically, yeah. we're going here because things are changing so right. fast, right? And yeah. and for and good. It can't be just a,
0: a feature or functionality. It can't be that because. That you blink and that changes. starting to interrupt. Right? Yeah. No,
2: no. You're you're. you're I say, do people need to just get comfortable with? And I, and you alluded to this in just a few minutes ago. Do we just need to get comfortable with AI or Gen AI being in our conversations all of the time, regardless whether we want to be recorded or listened to? Yes. Oh, sorry.
0: You bet, you're
2: I, I mean, for for me personally, I, it was awkward. It was kind of like wearing the mask of COVID, right? It's like awkward. Then I had to take it off, and I'm like, shit, I haven't shaved. Like, I, I look weird, right? Like now I have a face, and I hate my I face. J- I have jaw lines all of a sudden. But you know, it's the same the same thing. Now it's kind of like. I don't want to take notes anymore, like down to like just basic note takers, right? Like I just don't want to do it anymore. I want right. the note to tell – the note taker to tell me right. this is what Yvette said, and this is what <laughs> you need to go do so she doesn't get upset at you. Like that's so, it's so much better. That's a, <laughs> that's a great it's, it's just increasing marriages all around.
1: <laughs>
2: of which, do you know, 50 percent – less than 50 percent of Americans are married this, this Valentine's Day? Not what? getting married. Like are married. I think I got that right. I could be very wrong, but I'm pretty sure i heard that I can, on the news.
0: I can see where AI would help a marriage because if you're not <laughs> listening, I'm not saying that that would ever happen to me. However, I could see where that would actually help. <laughs> I can sum <laughs> that so shit up.
1: I, I, uh, all I know is that uh, AI was hurting me yesterday. I missed my Valentine's dinner because I was writing a paper on oh, AI. No. So <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: meta. Never,
2: That's you know, meta right know. there. That
0: is <laughs> it's extremely meta.
2: Well, hey, AI I, I is- went to dinner. Now I don't get to talk to my kids anymore because they're yeah, no, they're just mad at me, right? So because uh, of AI, we didn't let you you did But Brian,
1: I got to say, your question, you know, it, frankly, it, it it's a really difficult question. <laughs> you know, when Siri came out, Alexa, all of this, oh, you know, it's yeah. constantly listening. My response was. I'm okay with that yeah, because too. the more it knows about me, the better it can make recommendations. And yes. I'm, not, I'm not out there planning these really bad things that I'm worried about somebody to listen to, right. um, you know? And so there's different levels of comfort and we have, you know, um, data privacy rules, European, yep. you know, mm-hmm. um, really taking taking the lead in a lot of that. So there are considerations. Um, ultimately, I, I fundamentally believe the more, um, the more that we can leverage these technologies, the better it will make our lives. Right. But we do need to have that ability to say, "No, no I much. don't want this." Right. right. So those those guardrails have to be in place. Um, and, and and you know, speaking of guardrails. Um, that's, I think, the key right now, where we are in Gen AI in the enterprise today um, is, you know, is Gen AI good or bad? And I think it depends on the guardrails around the prompts yep. that are used. Yep. Um, we were talking uh, before the call, um, William, about prompt engineering, yep. you know, and who are the people who are developing, um, you know, gen AI? And, and you know, is it a 15-year-old, you know, who's just really figured out how to put a thousand words together and, and, and generate those prompts? Um, those guardrails are important. Let's make sure that um, we're not you know, um, exposing data, um, company specific, or, you know, personal data to other companies. I don't want the Gen AI and my organization to be leveraging the proprietary information of somebody else and vice versa. Um, we don't want the system to, I guess that people like to talk about the hallucinations of Gen AI and how it sounds good, but it's not, you know, necessarily appropriate. Um, so, so I, I think that, I think that, um, you know, we, we've answered the question about should we be listening all the time, but I think we really need to spend some time looking at how are we developing those yeah. prompts, what kind of protections right. are in place to make them appropriate in the enterprise. Um, you had an interesting take, um, William, on the, the the skills behind prompt engineers.
0: Yeah, it isn't what you uh, – for me, at least, the things that I've read uh, around prompt engineering – is when I first started d- digging into it, it was like, okay, yeah, you've got to be technical. Clearly, uh, that would be helpful. And uh, read an article, I think it was last week, we covered it on, on another podcast, and it was more, no, you've got to have critical thinking. The liberal arts majors, the philosophy majors, yeah. and, and think people <clears throat> that know critical thought or critical theory, design thinking, etc. those are the folks that actually can look at that and write English majors. They can write in exactly what they're looking for, and then they can then take that and then whittle it down. Which I believe the whittling down is probably a better technical term, but bringing that down to what is important, uh, I think is is not the people that I had first associated with it. Because I had so I had so, I had associated it with someone with an engineering degree, mm-hmm. and what I'm learning is that no, actually, you you would be better off to have you know the. The, the things leading up to a law degree, English degree, poli sci, something in the humanities, etc., philosophy. Uh, you don't have to be technical uh, for that to be technically really, really, really good uh, an output. And so, uh, it freaked me out.
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a mind it's a, it's a mind blow, right? To to be a great prompt engineer, you don't have to have the engineering background per se, right? right. And and that's actually, that's the democratization yes. of, you know, of of engineering and technology. I, that's that's one of the things that makes me so excited is is that now getting into this exciting new technology and era is open to more people. You don't have to have that STEM right. degree. It's so exciting. But I think it all also points to where does HR need to focus, Mm -hmm. right? HR leaders say, okay, so, you know, what, what, what training do I need? What training and education do I need to bring into my business? And frankly, 90% of your workforce is not going to need to be trained on natural language processing and prompt engineering. What they do need to be trained on is agility, change management collaboration, you know, I think more than ever, these concepts, um, we've heard about, you know, um, internal and internal talent mobility. Right. And um, it, it's really interesting how from company to company, some organizations are very focused on internal mobility. They'll use like Oracle's Opportunity Marketplace to post internal jobs right. and projects or gigs, you may call them that. Um, and other companies are, you know, very close. You know, my talent is my data, my my, um, my differentiation, my moat. You know, I, I can't rob Peter to pay Paul and send Somebody to the that that department because then they'll have a. I mean, it's really interesting, but those that internal mobility that exposing people to new ways of thinking, you know, new thoughts, new experiences, new skills is building that vocabulary of, um, of expertise that spans the company, um, building skills that we don't know, right? Maybe we need them in the job today. How are they going to change in the future? We don't know necessarily exactly what skills we're going to need in the future, but the more I am trained to continuously learn, to, um, yeah. to, you know, again, collaborate and communicate and, and grow skills in different areas, the more flexible I'll be for the future. And this is where I'm telling HR that they need to focus. If you want to be successful in the future of work where AI and Gen AI are, are, are pervasive and, and, and doing a lot of the work for us, you need to have a workforce that's agile and flexible, and one of the best ways to cultivate that is through internal mobility and and uh, and project and get work internally. Right. That's you know so, one one area. Of so focus. kill
0: this for me. I've had some executives, uh, especially with AI now, generate gen AI, is they see it as a cost savings. So in Ryan's example earlier about uh the manufacturing floor moving from a lot of human centric to robotics to humans overlooking quality assurance, et cetera. Good thing we didn't use Boeing as an example there. Anywho, <laughs> the the idea, the the idea, they're an SAP client, we're good. So the the idea there though is um and what I've come back, and this is what the part I want you to kill, is I don't believe it's going to be a cost savings initially, because I think for everything that you gain in automation, you will now need to spend in training and mm-hmm. getting people. So getting to a people to the place that you need them to be. So if it's changing jobs and, and learning other skills, etc. So yeah, you might've pulled them out of that in Ryan's example, pulled them out of the manufacturing floor, but now you have to train them for an entirely different job. So it's to me, it's a net net initially. Two, three years in, yes, there's cost savings. I get I it will arrive, it's but I don't believe, at least the way I position with a lot of executives, I don't believe it's right away. I believe that it's something that's a, it will happen, it just happens over time. Now, again, I'm okay with you completely crushing that.
1: Um it's it's interesting. If you look, you know, over the course of a year. So mm. we're going to use Gen AI automation, et cetera, to Um, replace people and, you know, and and automate that. You have a decision if you want to retrain or let go, right? But on the retraining, aren't you also, hopefully opening up new lines of business, right? I mean, we've seen so many companies go from technology to service companies. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's right. training there, of course, in those new skills, but there's whole new lines of business now open to you that were not possible before because your people were stuck in these these processes that yeah. you could find, you could automate, mm-hmm. you could, you know, and, and again, we're, we're talking about the factory workers, right. but right. there's graphic designers, there's, you know, writers, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's, there's so many Every different documentation people, et cetera. Um, So I think that even the way we value and, and um, evaluate the cost of of bringing gen AI into the team maybe has to, has to, has to change. You have to look at that. The, 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 you know, we've done our business cases with net present value, et cetera. What's the return on investment over X number of years, um, we have to make sure that we're factoring in the new, whether it's a line of business, um, the increased customer retention, or you know, customer expansion, etc. There's just so many things that have to go into that business case. The reality is, whether you make that decision to um, to bring Gen AI on and you know, re- replace jobs and 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 move jobs on. It's going to come, right? Whether right. you make that decision today, your competitors are yeah. making yeah. it. Either either get
2: on board it. or you're, you're not yeah. going to be yeah. there.
1: Get on board today or be dragged along, you know, in the right. future. What does
2: what does the reskilling look like in an organization? Where where does all of this help to personalize it enough, not just for the position but for the employee itself?
1: Well, what does reskilling look like? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we used to have a really we used to have a really clear idea of what reskilling looked like yeah
1: (laughs) well we used to say great we're moving you from job a to b and the challenge is as we move them off of job a we're not always clear what job b is that's correct and so you know to my earlier comment i think reskilling which is supposed to focus on moving you to the next job. Right. That is, we have we have buckets where that's clear. Right. But I think reskilling and upskilling as well, making you more successful in your mm-hmm. current role, um, does focus on more of those skills that I have mentioned. So, you know, are you a critical thinker? How do we develop your problem solving? How do we, how do we um, help you determine that, you know, the data that's returned is really appropriate and accurate, All right, right? Um, well, there's, for, for the organization? There's linkage,
0: there's linkage in there with assessments as well. So mm-hmm. we can assess to find – we can assess, continuously assess, to find out where your weakness and your strengths are and whether or not we build upon your strengths – or whether or not we fill in some of your weaknesses is going to be org dependent, job dependent, individual dependent, what your future needs are as an organization. Like there's all kinds of multifactors of, but I think there's an assessment play too. Sorry, I interrupted.
1: No, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. There's also, we have to shift from thinking that HR and chief learning officers Know all the answers, huh. right? So for years we've had, you know, LMS systems oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. HR will put their train and the will put their training programs together and say, "Great, you're a you're an engineer. Here's the training you need. You're a product strategist. Here's the training you need." But the reality is, it varies in each individual team, right? My product strategy team is doing things that are different from the product strategy teams in supply chain or in finance and the skills and the qualifications for my job, what I need is very different. So the reskilling and upskilling, one of the big changes is that it moves from the responsibility of HR and the learning organization to the leader, to the manager. I need to be empowered to develop the, the training paths and bring the bring the information in for my team and drive the skills that I need for my team to be successful, even though the job titles may be similar to others across the organization. That's, right. um, that's just a big area of focus actually for us um, here in 2024, Interesting, driven by the, the watching organizations in the last few years. Who um, are, are have have you know brought great learning and 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 career paths and things forward, but they're too generic. And recognizing that managers need that control.
0: What's fantastic um, so about that is it looks like like in a large organization where you have recruiting operations, HR operations, marketing operations, financial operations, accounting. You have all these operations positions. They're all going to have different skills. So it's yeah. not like, oh, okay, you know, this is this is pretty simple. We know what they do, and this is how. Here's this. Here's basically the, the building blocks of a great operational, you know, position. Whether or not it's in finance or in recruiting doesn't really make a difference. It's different technology, maybe towards a different end, but it's basically some of the some of the at least some of the skills are intuitive enough that you can say, okay, this is transferable. We 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 get this. I think what you've just kind of unpacked for folks is that, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, those those are probably some of those things could probably be used, but that position, that the operations position that goes across the organization, those are going to be completely built from that organization, and and that team, and uh, I, I think that's fascinating. Uh, I did want to double click because you you kind of you went through it really quickly but it's very important for the, for the audience to understand this, this built on and uh, built in yeah. mm-hmm. because to me having access to uh, all, all the data or as much of the data as possible. So again, you mentioned, okay, there's just AI tools. We could go on the net right now. We can find all kinds of different gen AI tools that does do this and this, and this, that, and the other, and you can plug those in. Great. But do they have access to an array of data that will actually make their suggestions or, or what they come back with their outputs, a the better for you. The and it seems like, and again, I want you to school the audience and us. Uh, it seems like to me, the more data they have access to, the better the
1: outputs. It, exactly right. When you are, when you are, um, um, you know, working in technology, say your your HCM system. I mean. Today, today, even without Gen AI, we see challenges in consistency right. of, 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 information to employees when there's, um, you know, a separate talent and a separate survey. Um, you've got your HR system, you've got a different learning system and trying to bring all that, that spaghetti together. What you way... and I used to
0: talk about like disparate systems.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Franken yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the biggest challenges I think we have. Today. One yeah. of the biggest challenges we have today is that um, burnout and and engagement. You know, burnout's high, right. um, engagement is low, um, retention is a constant challenge, and a big part of it now is that employees have said, "You know what." I I need to know, I need to know that you know who I am. I need to be supported. I need to, you know, have um, my preferences, et cetera, understood. I need flexibility. And if you as an organization aren't demonstrating that you know me, then I have no patience for it and I'll go somewhere else. Right. And that the rise of gig work and, you know, freelancing is just just continuing to to skyrocket. And so, and so, when we have these disparate systems, um, we've seen the negative experience it can result in. When those systems are in a single platform, and you add to that transactions um, and interactions happening in finance or procurement, um, uh, uh, you know different uh, conversations that are happening, the different um, conversation tools that you're using. When all of that is is together in a common system, we know then, we know not only your job and your title and where you live, but we know the projects you're working on, your schedule, we know the people that you're connecting with and interacting with, your little uh, micro tribes, right? Okay. Your communities you're building connection with. And suddenly, those recommendations and the feedback and the the information that the system's bringing to you does demonstrate that it understands you and knows you and is and can make better, um, you know, better recommendations for you. Um, engage with you in a more personalized way. Um, I, uh, I I I look at some of the the uh, j- the tech that's on the market now. You know, hey, drop in this um, this this AI assistant, right? And It'll be your personal pal that follows you right. along but it only knows you at a particular, at a surface level. That's right. And if I've got goals that I haven't quite finished, I'm 30%, you know, complete on what a great thing to know as you're coaching me on maybe some of the next actions I should take today, right? right. Those personal assistants, you know, that you're bolting on aren't, aren't going to know that now, again, A lot of people um, are going to say, you know, uh, big brother looking over my shoulder. It's, you know, constant monitoring. They already
0: are. We're good.
1: And they are. And we're going to we're going to navigate through that. And again, if ultimately, if as an individual, I can say I will take less personalization for more privacy, then, you know, turn that particular piece off. And I think we're 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 still very much in the mix of this. But the the software, the technology, getting smarter every day. And for me, the experience is um, it's it feels helpful, right? It helps me feel that sense of belonging to the organization, which is gonna help retain me and and you know make me wanna make me wanna stay and perform better.
2: Ryan, I have one more, but do you have something burning? I I, I, know, I know we're coming to the end of time here or the end of the show, right. I should Whoa. say, not time. Yeah. We're not, we're not going that yeah. far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I don't know, but I don't know if you can share this, but I'd be really interested kind of a use case that you're seeing in the market today, whether it's an Oracle client or Oracle customer or someone else that's leveraging this in their organization today. that you don't name names. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have, yeah. you can.
1: No. Yeah, we we have organizations who are leveraging this today. Um, We've had our, very specifically, we've had our Gen AI in a preview mode last year. It's available now. And in fact, I was just looking at some feedback from a customer yesterday who said as they were looking at how Gen AI is helping in the recruiting space, Um, specifically the job creation or the job, you know, mm-hmm. job definition, creating the job requisition, um, and also setting goals, right? I, I just, just, just getting people beyond that that block of how do I write this goal properly and have all the right pieces. The prompting, the assistance that Gen AI is bringing forward, and the way that that accelerates not just the process, but the comfort of the individual, right? Creating that content, right, force-proofing it. We always believe human in the center is important. So taking a look at it and, and making sure it's appropriate. They are wicked excited about not only the performance, but the fact that it's Alleviating a lot of stress from the individual employees, the feedback they were getting is that they're um, they're more open to goals. This one company is going to make goals mandatory across their organization, and they feel they can only do it because we have created right. the goal assistant writer with Gen AI. I mean, that's one small example. But it's huge because now, with everybody in the organization creating goals yeah. mandatory right. um, and, and tracking them and all the different pieces we have associated with that, they're excited about the strategic alignment, the output, the performance, right. et cetera, of the entire organization. One, you know, two cases job writing and goal writing transforming the attitude of HR and, and much of the workforce. They're, they're very excited about that.
0: Chops Mike, walks off stage. Yvette, thank you you so much for coming on the show. It's been fantastic. I think we could have talked another hour. At least. Uh, But thank you so much. Appreciate you so much.